Today is December the 27th, 2018. I've been praying about what to do next on this podcast. And a verse came to my mind. There is only one book in the Bible that a blessing is promised if you study it and learn it. And that's the book of Revelation. And since I really desire that all of us be blessed by God, I'm going to take on a project. I'm going to teach the book of Revelation in 15 to 20 minute increments in this next year. I have a desire for you to understand what the final book says. I have a greater desire for you to be blessed by God. The book of Revelation is not hard to understand, but it requires a lot of study. It requires a lot of research because there are a lot of symbols. Uh, Words mean other than what they say. And I have spent many, many years studying, and it's my desire to allow you to benefit from the studies that I've done in the past. And so here we go. We're going to study the book of Revelation together. And today I want to give you the outline. There are 22 chapters. Chapter 1 is an introduction. Chapters 2 and 3 are letter, is the letter to the seven churches in Asia Minor. They each have a message for all of us. They have a commendation for us, and they have a warning for us. And so we'll study those. Chapter 4. Four and five is a picture of heaven. When we get there, what will we see? What will it be like? Chapter six through 19 is a description of the great tribulation that will take place on the earth. Chapters 20, 21, and 22 teach us the great white throne judgment the millennial reign of Christ, the destruction of the heaven and earth as we now know it, and the creation of the new heavens and the new earth. I'll review the chapters for you as we go along, but let's begin in chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ. It is singular. It is not the revelations of Jesus Christ. It's the unveiling. The revelation means to draw the curtain back and let you see. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave to him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass and be sent and signified by his angel unto his servant, John. Revelation was given by God to his son to show to his servants things that will come to pass. And the word shortly doesn't mean in a few days, but it means once these these predictions begin to happen, they'll happen quickly. He gave it to his servants and he sent it to be signified by an angel 
That means with his stamp of approval on it until his servant, John. It was John who wrote the book. And we'll study more about that as we go through this chapter. He bare record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ of all things that he saw. John, as we'll see, was exiled to the island of Patmos. And he was there all alone. And God let him see the future. It wasn't just revealed to him in a dream, but God let him see what was going to happen. And then verse 3 is the verse I referred to at the beginning. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. And I believe with all my heart that it's time for us to understand and learn the writings in this final book in the Bible. We'll be blessed if we read it, and if we believe it and keep it. That is, if we believe what we hear, what we read, and look forward to all of this coming to pass. And then John to the seven churches which are in Asia. That's chapters 2 and 3. We'll take each of those churches, understand something about them, what God approved about their congregation, and what he disapproved. Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and was and is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Grace is, an, is um, a standing we have with God. We stand in his grace, and peace is experiment is experience. Because we're in his grace, that's a standing. We can experience his peace, and that's the peace that passeth all understanding. And here's a description. He is, he's alive, he was, before he was born, he was, and he is to come. And the seven spirits are identified in the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. That is the person of Jesus Christ. And the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. And here is the description of the Spirit. He will be wise and understanding. He'll be a counselor. He'll be mighty. He'll have much knowledge. And he'll reverentially respect the Lord. That's a character study and a description of the person of Jesus Christ. And so we're told here that he, he is... He always has been. He was. He was before he became. And he is to come. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own 
blood. And verse 6 is, is a verse you don't hear much of. But it says, He has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. King. What is a king? A king is a ruler. I'm not a king. But I will be a ruler someday. And that's the future that we have as believers. Because when Jesus Christ comes back to set up his kingdom on earth, he'll bring us with him, and we will rule and reign with him on this very earth. Now, how could he make us a priest? Who is a priest? A priest is a person that represents man to God. And as a believer in Jesus Christ and a receiver of his son, I have the great unbelievable privilege to bow my head, close my eyes, and pray for you. Pray for those who have needs. Pray for those that don't know the Lord and represent man to God. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. What is amen? So be it. None of this will ever change. Behold, he will come with clouds, and every eye will see him. I remember the first time I learned that. It was in the late 1960s, and I remember believing it because it says it. But in my heart of hearts, I was saying, how in the world can everybody see him when he comes we must have some kind of eyes to be able to see him come back in Jerusalem. And of course now, in 2018, that's easy to understand. I can turn on the TV and see what's happening in Israel. I can open my iPhone and see what's happening in Israel. And so everybody that's alive will be able to see him. And we know now how they can. And they also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Those that killed him, those that beat him, those that stabbed him in the side, they will see him and they will cry because of they will know who he really is. Even so, amen. Even so, so be it. And then in red letters in my Bible, it's Jesus Christ speaking. And he said, I am Alpha and Omega. That's the Greek alphabet. The Greek alphabet, if you mention the first letter and the last, it's all inclusive. I am the Alpha all the way through the alphabet to the Omega. And then he explains, I am the beginning and I am the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. God revealed to Jesus Christ the truth in this book. He shared it with his servants and the angel gave it to John and let him see so that he could write it for us. And then we have the testimony of John. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, 
hate and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. John had been arrested and banished to the island of Patmos because of his testimony of Jesus Christ. And I remember when I realized that John was banished and put in a hole in a rock all alone, how cruel that must have seemed. A man that Jesus loved and he was banished to a coal hole in a rock. But you see, God had a mission for John and John needed to be alone and quiet and undisturbed so that God could reveal to him this great book. And you and I can read it together 2,018 years later. And John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He was controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now realize what that means. In light of all that we've been studying, he wasn't angry that he had been put in this hole in a rock on the island of Patmos. He trusted God even in that situation. He was in great tribulation, but he knew God was in control and God had a purpose. And I believe that that's one lesson we need to learn today. None of us know what the future holds in this country. We know what the future holds is God is going to reveal it to us, but it might not be pleasant. And we might have to suffer some things before we're taken out of here. And we need to realize that we need to continue to let the Spirit of God be in control of us. And behold, behind me was a great voice as of a trumpet, John says in this cold hole in a rock, walking in the Spirit, a voice spoke to me. And the voice said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the first and the last. That is the person of Jesus Christ was speaking to John. What you see, not what you hear, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergama, unto Thyatira, unto Sardis, unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Now think of that. What hope John must have had. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have the mail. There was no way to communicate. And yet Jesus Christ said, John, write this down and send it. And so John must have had hope. Somehow somebody was coming to take it or he would get out and deliver it. And he said, as I turned to see the voice that spoke, being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. 
We'll stop there because I'm trying to keep these episodes short so you can hear them as you go to work or jog or whatever you do. But next week we'll start with a description of the candlesticks. They're a beautiful picture and we'll see what they mean to us. Thank you for listening. God bless you and Happy New Year to you all.